Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about a very important topic, and that's a topic of weed whacking. Go to Manscaped, get 20% off, plus uh, free shipping with the code FAB. And usually when we talk about plucking those nose hairs and doing trimming around the ears and whatnot, most of us are used to doing that with weapons such as this. Um, while effective, they can be cumbersome. They can prove to be cumbersome. And everyone's personal favorite is also this beauty, something like this. Whilst very effective, it's also hard because sometimes you don't have the right extension cords and whatnot. So Manscaped has given us this, the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker is skin safe. It has a replaceable head. Um, it has high-performance motor, so premium 9,000 RPM motor powers. This is something that you would have probably seen in a World War II aeroplane prior to this. And unlike the hedge trimmer, it's cordless and rechargeable, so you can use it anywhere and you can take it with you, and it's really, really a pretty amazing product. Um, it has a smart design. It's intelligently contoured design for you to be able to grip it easily, and it's not going to slip out of your hand which is an amazing segue to the next part of it, which is that fact that it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower and whatnot. So this is a pretty amazing, amazing um, piece of machinery here for all of us that need it. And everyone needs it because you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person that has the nose hairs and the ear hairs sticking out. I used to go to, my dad used to take me to a barber in Liverpool. And um, ironically, this barber, it was an older guy, had... Um, the worst hairs coming out of his ears and the worst hairs coming out of his nose. And always as a little kid, I always watch that. So I never wanted that myself. Um, so please, Manscaped, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FAB. Thank you, people. Thank you, guys, for joining us. Thank you, everyone here. Joel Forbes, my surfing instructor. How are you, sir? Joel Forbes has been a little bit under the weather lately, people, so my thoughts go out to him. So thank you for joining us, guys. And Courier says, Coach, where you at? I am here, mate, on New South Wales South Coast, on the beautiful, pristine South Coast of New South Wales. GG says, hey, GG, I appreciate your support, mate. Uh, you've been a, a great uh, addition to the podcast. So I really appreciate it. CC Vodden says, what's up? What is up, mate? How are you? Um, what did you guys think of that card, man? Let's talk about the main card. Let's kick off with the light heavyweights, Alexander Rakic versus uh, Thiago Santos. Um, I just want to hear your got your your views, guys, questions, whatever, statements, whatever you want to talk about. I'll try and get through everyone and let's go with that. Joseph says, What's up, coach? Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. Been last few weeks have been pretty full on with the baby and whatnot. But um yeah, it's been pretty full on. Yeah, Hanoi Tripper. I think that they both were a little cautious. Um it really Rakic impressed me, impressed me with his vocabulary of strikes, with different strikes that he had. Um, he's a very big, strong guy as well. That's one of the things that, that um, like, threw me off about him as well. Like, he, he, like I, I thought he was big and strong and whatnot, but um, he's able to just put it all together and stay composed against someone like uh, Santos. In, in thought, says, boring fight, to be honest. MMA fan says, Santos' movement was bad. His knees must be screwed. That, that's something that's very interesting, eh? He's had that double knee surgery, and then fighting another striker that moves with the, the ability that he moves is what's very interesting there because um, the well, I think when he fought Glover, it was post, 
post John Jones fight as well, but it's a different type of fighter. Um, Rakic, another person, Shaka Garami says, Rakic versus Santos felt really boring coming off the fire in the prelims. That was pretty crazy fights in the prelims. Let's give him that for sure. Um, I don't think if you have double knee surgery at that age, you're coming back 100%. I don't think so at all in any shape, way, or form. Um, it wasn't very... Yeah, CC uh, Volden says, um, a lot of people were ups were upset on Rakic for a boring fight, but would Rakic take a risk if he's slightly winning? I, I don't think so. I think that he did a fantastic job. I think that he did a great job of controlling that and winning the fight. You know, like all the people that tell you you're you're boring, you know, and you should have made it more exciting. They don't care. They don't care if you get knocked the fuck out and you don't have any money for your family. So um, they don't care about that. Hold on a second, guys. I need to get my the fan in here. Sorry, guys, I just needed to get the fan in here because it is hot. It is very, very hot in here. Um, GGC says, I managed to stay awake for the prelims and fell asleep before the main card. The prelims are good. The, the, the little I got to see of them, I didn't get to see enough of them. So, yeah. Super Skunk says, wouldn't it be easier for the UFC just to strip Sterling off the belt and make it vacant? I don't understand why they would strip Sterling of the belt, though. Why would they strip him of the belt? Um, but we'll get to them in a second. Let's talk about let's talk about um, the fight with um, Islam and Drew Dober. Um, Daniel Alves says Joe Rogan couldn't stop talking about Maheta's knee not for one second. The thing is, man, both those knees got blown out. Fucking shreds, man. Both of them, like, in that fight with Jones. Um, Yeah, look, if you get in talk, says something wrong with his legs, either that or there is some sort of trauma that doesn't let him move with confidence. If you if you undergo a double knee surgery and you, you're in a sport that requires you to cut angles and punch and kick and move and blah, 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 then you're not gonna move, you're not gonna be okay. You're not gonna be okay. Both physiologically and psychologically, you won't be you, you, very, very rare, especially as you get older as well. Um if Ferguson can beat Islam, Khabib might come back. Man, I was super impressed with um Islam Mahashev. Very, very, very impressed. I like I love the way he fought. Absolutely amazing style. Um I think that. I really can't wait to see more of his stand-up because I think as he gets more more confidence and more um, more fights under his belt in the UFC, like and gets some momentum behind him, I think you're going to see some really, really, really good stand-up coming from him. His grappling speaks for itself, and that's a foregone conclusion. But his stand-up was very fluid and very nice. He, his ability to move in and out, throw punches and whatnot. Then we didn't get to see a lot of it because his grappling was too good. But um, 
yeah, he was pretty impressive, man. Um, and on the ground, his jiu-jitsu, his wrestling, his grappling in general, his, and we call it jiu-jitsu and, and whatnot, but, you know, it's, his style is sambo and it's their own style, you know. And um, those guys have been grappling as well from when they're little. They have cultural wrestling, so it's very ingrained in them. And you can see it in the way that they move. Um, the style of Islam and Khabib seems unbeatable right now. I I think that they look pretty much unbeatable right now, but not everyone can do that style. That style is very, very, very taxing on your body. It's very, very difficult to be able to fight like that. Um, Mundu, uh, Hosea asks, what am I drinking? I'm drinking uh, spinach and milk and uh, yogurt. No, spinach and milk and honey, I think. My wife made it for me. Um, them Dagestanis can fight absolutely. Um, I didn't super skunk. I didn't hear the commentary. I didn't hear the commentary, so I don't know what happened with it or what not. CC Biden says DC said that Islam should be a title contender after beating a top fifteen. I mean, he looked the whole part of being a title contender. Let's be fair with that. Um. Islam might have a hard time getting a top five fight, though. At 155, all the guys are sitting out. Maybe not a top five, but he can fight someone else, and he's going to look good. You know, if he looks good, if he looks the way he looked today, I mean, the other day, then, yeah, he's going to be amazing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I, I, I love the way that, that um, he was passing to the offside. So when you pass, generally... If I'm passing your half guard, I'm going to pass to my left. That's generally most people do it. And you're used to getting the underhook with your left hand. And Islam just keep, for the most part, kept passing to Drew Dober's um, left, left hand side, you know. So passing to his right, to Islam's right, which is the offside. And that is extremely challenging, extremely difficult to deal with because it's one of those positions that you're not in at training very often even if you drill it and even if you whatever as soon as you roll with someone they go to pass the other way and so him passing it and making a point of passing that way is extremely taxing and it throws the whole game off um so what do we get oh so he called out ferguson i think that's a crazy fight but i think Ferguson has been held down in the past, and I think that Islam will definitely be able to hold him down. Charles Oliveira hold him down, hold him down as well, and I think that Islam is a different type of grappler to Charles, but he'll definitely get Charles. Uh, he'll definitely get Tony down, and then um, I think off his back, Tony won't be as good as him. I don't think. Um, Jake Howarth has stayed just tuned in. Don't know if this has been asked, but if Rob beats Costa, will Rob's team be looking for a rematch with Izzy? I have no idea, mate. No idea. Courier says, I like the smoking Joe Frazier t-shirt. Thank you so much. Huge fan. Huge fan. Jan Blakovic versus Glover Teixeira. Early prediction. I don't know, man. I don't know because Jan looks good, man. His stand-up is very good. We'll get to them, though. Let's talk about um, Drew Dober and Islam first. Um, enough grapplers just let Tony bang. 
Did you guys see Yanni in any real danger at any point of that fight, Daniel Alves? Um, not trying to be rude, Daniel, and that. Let's try and keep those questions for the end when we talk about the main event. We'll talk about that then. Um, so just come back at us with that question. Um, thoughts on the Sterling versus Yarn aftermath? Do you think the referee should have stepped in to stop the fight instead of having that awkward moment where everyone looked a bit clueless on what to do? Um, this is my take on this. I think that there was a mix-up with Peter Yarn with the hand on the ground, and then when when Aljamain Sterling lifted his hand up off the ground, he thought he wasn't grounded. I'm just speculating this. Then, when he threw that knee, that knee collected him flush, but he was still a downed opponent because his knee was on the ground. Aljamain's. After that, dude, after you take a knee like that, it shouldn't be on Aljamain. Whether people saying, oh, he could have recovered or not or whatever, it's not on him anymore. An illegal shot that bad, whether Peter meant it or not, is the fight. That's it. That's, um, yeah. So Jack the Ripper says, his grappling looked ridiculous, but now do it against a legit grappler. Drew Dober is nothing special grappling-wise, let's be honest, but I've had my eyes on Islam for years. No, Drew Dober's not the best grappler in the division, but he's not a fucking mug either. And he handled that with, relative ease you know and you're right he's not the best like grappler in the division drew doba but the way he got handled was pretty impressive um can guys like doba ever make up for their lack of wrestling against dagestani types you have to wrestle dude if you're going to fight mma you have to wrestle and you have to get in a group of guys that are wrestling that are wrestling week in week out it's not just the technique of wrestling it's the getting down and standing up getting down and standing up, the isometric contraction of somebody holding you, somebody fighting for a single leg, getting up and getting down, not giving up the back, like not letting your back touch the floor is extremely difficult. So when you wrestle, but then on the ground, you can do submissions and you can sit in guard, that gives you a chance to rest. If you're wrestling with the objective of like my, the, the, the mat is lava, my back can't touch the mats, it's a different type of intensity. Um. So as far as matching them for wrestling, no. Wrestling for wrestling, no. You're not necessarily going to catch up with them unless you've been wrestling your whole life. Um, having said that, there are things that you can do, you know, to, to fight them. But guys, like, not all the Dagestani fighters are Islam and um, Khabib, though. You know, there are Dagestani fighters that, that lose fights and lose them quite badly. So... I think Islam in particular and Kabib are also outliers. Oh, Pip Dennison, my other surfing coach. Sorry, I'm late. Hefe, super interesting convo. Pip Dennison has, is listening to the podcast as he is doing a bit of gardening. Kuria, do you think Doba could have done something to save himself from those trips or was there nothing to be done? I think by the time you're clinching up with someone like Islam, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, so the engagement, maybe the use of front kicks and moving in and out of distance, um, trying to land a jab, trying to land a front kick and moving is, but like I'm saying this, not, no disrespect to Drew Dober, man, because fuck if Islam would rape me. So I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I'm trying to say is once you're in there in that clinch, they, they're going to trip you. At one point or another, they're going to trip you. What do you think Islam's path looks like? Top five guy next or someone in the 10 to 6 range? I'd like to see him fight someone in the 10 to 6. 
uh, just to, you know, he, he hasn't fought since 2019 or something like that. So I'd like to see him have a, another fight in the 10 or 6 range and then a top 5 and then the belt. In Thork says, a lot of people have compared Islam's style with Khabib's. Have you seen something different from Islam grappling-wise compared to Khabib? I think they're very different. I think they're very different. If you, I think, um, and I said this before the fight, I think that Islam's stand-up, let's start with his stand-up, he's not as mechanical as Khabib. Khabib's a, Khabib's a little bit more mechanical, and Islam, to me, has a lot more fluidity in his, in his boxing. doesn't mean that, he's, uh, that Khabib's stand-up isn't effective. It's just that if you ask me out of the two, Islam looks to be a little more fluid with his um, with his boxing. Now, in the grappling, Islam seems to like the shot. He gets the body lock, but the trips are a little different how he does that inside trip as opposed to Khabib catches the single leg, lifts you up, and trips. I think it's a little bit different there. And his submission game is a little more dynamic than Khabib's. He's it was Khabib's like pressure, pressure, and he's not really going to be jumping for arm bars and that kind of stuff. Not to say that Khabib hasn't done it because someone's going to write, Khabib won this one with an arm bar. I'm not saying that he didn't win it with an arm bar. When you watch them grapple, I think it's a little bit different. Khabib is more pressure on top, much more like think. Um, and in my opinion, uh, Islam has yeah, amazing pressure, huge pressure, but it's a little different. And He's hunting for submissions a little bit more dynamically than Khabib did. That's my opinion. But they're both amazing. Uh, what do you think about Rogan's comment that Doba is the most underrated UFC fighter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that isn't. I, I don't know. I can't comment on that. Um, Gigi, would a very high-level BJJ guy pose issues for that kind of wrestling Islam does? Yes, they would, like a Charles Oliveira type of cat. Yes, they would, but it's not just a jiu-jitsu, you see. What happens is if you can't, like I'm not saying that Charles Oliveira will beat Islam. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it does pose problems, and not just in the submission part of it, in the fact that they can threaten submissions, and because they're good fighters, they're going to get back to their feet. And when you get back to the feet, the striking starts again. And that can make it very hard for you to deal with a good jiu-jitsu guy that understands fighting. Um, is judo effective defense against wrestlers? If you take away the names, like the nomenclature, of judo and wrestling and whatnot, it's all wrestling. It's just how good can you, can you um, put your game on the other person? And judo guys, when they clinch with you, when they hold you, they hit the foot sweeps, and they've got their nice little inside trips and their throws, obviously. Yeah, that can be very effective against wrestlers. As long as they've been able to transition out of the gi. Because the problem with judo is the gi. You can, the, and then you're fighting without a gi. As long as you can transition through and learn to use the body's handles as opposed to the gi, you're going to do fine. RDA says, would, uh, cr uh, Cricket says, RDA would be an awesome matchup. Dude, I think that would be a, that's a matchup to make. That outside trip, Jack Wood, that Peter Yen was doing to Sterling was fucking money, mate. And he was timing it so well, timing it, uh, timing it so well and getting that outside trip. That was really, really good the way he did that. And again, that comes off the back of the fact that not only can he grapple, but his stand-up is superb. So you, you're caught in this loop with the stand-up and then, boom, he trips you. Um, 
Neo Sakura, Noah Sakurada says, do you think Aljo can make adjustments to win a rematch? I was surprised how he couldn't even come close to getting Yarn down. Man, that's interesting, eh? Because I think that it went the way that I thought the fight would go, obviously other than the finish. Um, I thought that Aljamain would be extremely dangerous at the start, and I, I said this before, um, with his submissions, with and credit to, credit to Jan didn't want to go on the ground with him. Um, so I thought that, yes, and I thought that the kicks would play a factor, and they did. And he was throwing some massive knees down the middle, creating all sorts of problems for Jan early on. And then Jan started to come on and come on and come on. And that's what he does because you can't keep up with that boxing pressure unless you're someone like him. So do I think he can make some adjustments? I do think he can. Um, I think Aljamain's a fantastic fighter, but I think that, you know, it's, it's funny because you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. That erraticness that he has where he's jumping and throwing knees and is what you can't do for 25 minutes you're just going to get tired but at the same time it's the x factor that keeps yarn off him so it's going to be interesting to see how he tempers that and how he uses that in the next fight um Korea says sorry to get off topic but did you see kyla phillips of san yadong that was a super fun fight from two really young prospects felt like connor versus holloway type fight now nah, man my my computer shuts down i don't know it's only started doing that recently in the last five months or three months or something two months i don't know I don't know why. Do I believe that Islam is ready for Tony Ferguson? Yeah, I think that's a great fight. I think that's a really, really good fight to have. Um, Aljo already trying to fight Triple C, shaking my head, says MMA fan. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, Sam says, I feel bad for Mahashev. Khabib's name will always be mentioned if anyone talks about Mahashev. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely do know what you mean. Kai Karafran said the best KO of the night. He almost got submitted and then almost knocked the guy out twice. That's the thing with guys like Kai Karafran. They carry so much power in those lighter weight divisions. They really are an anomaly, you know, and it's such a big weapon at that weight division. He hits so hard for a little guy. Wail Esmaer says, do you believe Tony Ferguson is finished? If he has a proper coach, a solid team, and no yes-men around, could he make an adjustment this late in the game? Your opinion comes highly regarded. Well, first of all, I don't know that he's washed up. And I'm not having a go at you with what I'm saying. First of all, I don't know that he's washed up. I don't necessarily think that. I don't know that he hasn't got a proper coach. I don't know that he hasn't got a solid team. And I don't know that he has yes men around him. I don't know any of these things. Um, I don't know. Like, we only see what is put out by, by the fighters. And you only see what's done in the media. And from my experience, man, that's not even close to what's true. So I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that that's the case. I mean, Tony had, he lost against a very good young fighter in Charles Oliveira. I don't think that he necessarily is washed up. That's a murderer's row out there in that weight division. So, you know, it's not a thing. Having said that, no, I, I do believe that he, he, he does have some fights left in him, yeah. Um, do I want to see him necessarily fight against big hitters that are going to hurt him? No. Um, I do think that he's lost a little bit of his luster, and I do think that he's a little bit behind the top guys in that division. I don't necessarily think he's washed up. Randy says, I like Joe Rogan's comedy, but he and DC are so biased when it comes to calling fights. It's a bit disgusting to listen to. Your commentary is so real and entertaining, and you're hilarious. Love it. Randy, thank you so much. Keep it up, mate. What a sweet person. Um, 
Roger V says, size does matter, guys. No matter what your girlfriend tells you, no matter what your wife tells you, size does matter. Um, Randy, almost don't want to lose you to ESPN. Thank you, Randy. That hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. We'll see what happens. CC Voden says, it's so weird that this got under the radar, but Jan's team was screaming, punch, punch, punch. And Jan asked the knee and his team said, yes, and he need the opponent. Um, yeah, I've seen and heard about that. But what I understand from that, there was an um, interaction between the referee and either the corner and or Peter Jan. And he said it's illegal to throw the knee or to because the uh, Al Jermaine's hand was grounded. And then what I understand is when the hand lifted off the ground, Peter Jan looked at it and thought, fucking beauty, you know? And that's probably when his team said, name. So it's one of those unfortunate things, man, that happens when you're in the, in the, in the heat of the moment. Um, Joseph, Coach Mighty Mouse tweeted this verbatim. Here's the thing. You can't stall the fight by sitting on your knees. Knees to a ground an opponent should be allowed. Your thoughts, Coach? Yeah, I agree that they should be allowed, but they aren't. You know what I mean? I also think that in soccer, you should be allowed to pick up the ball, but you're not. You know, so I agree with Mighty Mouse. Um, but like that, I agree with him. I would like to see knees to the ground an opponent too. I'd like to see soccer kicks, soccer kicks and stomps, but they're not allowed. But it is, it is. A, I, I do agree with that. It does leave a bad taste in my mouth. Wayless Mahir says, thank you. Thank you, my friend. And I say, it's a pleasure, sir. Super Skunk says, everyone's calling out Joe Rogan for being so biased as a commentator. He seriously needs to consider retiring right now. Guys, I don't know. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. I haven't listened to the commentating for years and years now. So I can't really give a, a proper answer to that. Hula says, Fab, do you think Al just being 100% with how hurt he was? I feel he was definitely too compromised to go on and be competitive, but something felt a bit inauthentic and um, put on. The, the problem there is, dude, that it's such a shit go for them to put that back on him. You know, like, like he would probably keep fighting, you know what I mean? He would probably keep fighting. But if you take a shot like that and it's illegal, it's like a straight-out illegal shot, if that shot was legal and Jan had landed that, he would have finished the fight. He would have landed that knee, and if Aljo was in La La Land, he would have gone over the top and landed this massive ground and pound. So what I'm saying is like that, that shot would have finished the fight. You can't expect someone to take that shot and keep going, you know? So... It should really be called there and then, and that's that. And then whether you want to go to a majority draw, you want to go to a disqualification, that's a different, separate story. Um, I think that Al Jermain may or may not. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, man. He's a tough man. He's a he is who he is. And if he says he's that hurt, man, I'm gonna fucking believe it. Um, and at the end of the day, no one's gonna come out and go, oh, thanks for keep fighting, you know, and you lost now. No. Nah. So he did the right thing, man. And, and you know what? He had to look after himself. And that, that wouldn't have tickled. Um, thoughts on Sterling calling out Cejudo? In my opinion, it's a bad look. Sterling appears to be boasting the belt on social media for the last two days. Yeah, I think there's unfinished business there with Peter Yan and um, Aljamain Sterling. I think that, in my opinion, Peter Yan was winning that fight. Um, so they have to run that back, in my opinion. But at the same time, Al Jermaine is also needs to get his name out there, get people talking about him, get people talking about what he's doing. So good for him. Um, 
in talks is people thought that Aljo was going to dominate Yarn on the ground. Yarn won against one of the most dangerous bantamweights who relies on his wrestling. His name is Magomed Magomedov. He's in Bellator. Yes, and Magomed Magomedov can wrestle his ass off. He also beat Peter Yarn too. Um, I didn't think that Aljamain was going to be able to dominate. I thought that if Aljamain got him to the ground, then he'd be able to use his chokes, etc. Um, Rogan, DC, and Cruz from Joseph are there to sell the fight. So getting objective commentating is out of the window, in my opinion. Fair enough, fair enough. James the Juice Man says, when Fab makes it to ESPN, we've got to start calling him a sellout. I'm not selling out, boys, because I'm still going to have my podcast. I'm still going to have my podcast. Uh, Roger V says, that's what I saw, just rematch, I say. I think so. Uh, Shaka Garami says, Aljo posing with the belt like he's the real champ is pretty embarrassing, but it creates an interesting narrative coming into the rematch at least. Let's talk about the fight, guys. Let's talk about the fight. Because, um, like, I was very impressed with the way Al Jermaine came out, but I was super impressed with the composure that um, Peter Yan had. And he's able to just keep his hands up, walk forward, keep the volume of strikes coming. Um, it's not an easy thing to do because Al Jermaine was landing big headshots through the gloves, but he's landing them. He's throwing knees up the middle, dropping his level for shots, coming up with uppercuts. He's doing a whole bunch of stuff, and Peter Yan just stayed composed, took, took out Jermaine Sterling down a bunch of times, landed good shots from like onto uh, Al Jermaine's legs. I was super impressed. Super impressed. I was actually impressed by both of them. Um, Coach, does this say that Jones smashes Israel easy? Not at all. Not at all. I think that um, I think that Israel is probably going to go up to light heavyweight, if I had to guess. He might come back and do one or two fights, but I think he'll go up. I think he's seen that he could be very competitive up there. Um, I think he'll put on the weight a little bit, and he'll go up to light heavyweight. I have no inside knowledge of this. If you, I'm just looking at it thinking, I think with the right training and with the right um, you know, with the right physicality, because he was a little smaller than than Jan in there. Uh, he and he's a big guy as well, uh, Israel. So I think that that's probably what it says. I don't necessarily think that Jones will smash him. No. Um, Jack the Ripper says, as an experienced wrestler and having coached wrestling for MMA, what irritates you that fighters doing MMA wrestling? Is there something fighters do that you want to scream no? There are things that pe that people do that make me want to scream no, but um, I think there's there's a misconception it's actually not that you can just go in and double leg someone you know what I mean and you can just run in and, and double leg them like people think like why don't you just take someone down and there's a massive amount of um, setting up and a lot of things that happen and if you take someone down and they pop back up that's going to be the most gases like you're going to gas so bad so I think when you see that in MMA um you see sometimes wrestlers wrestle their ass off for seven minutes, but they lack certain things. They lack the ability to hold somebody down. They lack the timing and the ability to um, put people on their feet. So that takes away from their ability to wrestle. That's probably what I see the most. Jim Jones says, a lot of people thought Sterling was a better grappler. I thought Jan showed the superior grappling through, uh, though, as well as superior striking. Jim Jones, interesting you say that. I think that Al Jermaine showed that he was a superior grappler. Simply, um, Peter didn't want to engage with him either on the ground, even when 
when Aljamain Sterling was on his back. Um, and Aljamain pushed to get the takedowns. What it showed me, though, was that, and this is where I agree with you, is that tactically, Peter Yan used his grappling better. Not necessarily, are you a better grappler? But that's a very interesting point that you make. And I'm so glad that you made it. And you're fucking spot on. Because it's, you can have better striking than me. But if I can use the tactics of the game to use my lesser striking more effectively against yours, then I'm going to win the striking match. And that's what Peter Yan did. Because I think if they had a grappling match, I think Al Jermaine would beat him quite comfortably. But it was in Peter Yan's tactical abilities to use his grappling at the right times to trip Al Jermaine at the right times to not engage him when he didn't want to be engaged. That's that's the um, that's the the part there. So Jim Jones, I, I like what you said. B Jones, B Johnson says I'm mind blown by how much people are ignoring Yan's drastic improvements to his striking. Let's get to that in a second. Let's get to that in a second. Keep it in mind, B Johnson. Come back to us. We're going to discuss it. Hold on, guys. We're just going to get a drink. Yes, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, let's talk about that in a second when we talk about the main event. Um, what did I think about Cruz? Man, my computer fucking shut down. Like, I've watched it since. I thought Cruz looked amazing. It was a close fight, but I was super impressed with Cruz. I always like the way he moves. He's probably one of my favorite fighters of all time. I really, really like the way he fights. Um, yeah, I don't mind Aljo posing with the belt either. He won the belt, like... Maybe not the way he wanted to win it, and maybe not the way people wanted to see it, but, man, he got it. Um, Peter threw the same sort of knee in the early rounds when Sterling was getting up, and that landed in the midsection. Miscalculation needs to be run back, says Cricket. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he meant to get him in the head, but um, he did throw that knee, and that was smart on his part when he did throw it. But I'm pretty sure he meant to get him there, because I think, the, the, like I said earlier, the misunderstanding had more to do with um, the ground, the hand on the ground and the knee on the ground. And when the hand came up off the ground, um, him thinking that he could attack and possibly his corner as well. Um, Fab, isn't it ironic that Sterling was calling Yarn a paper champ and now he's the paper champ, says CSS Voden. I don't think that he's um, that, that uh, he's a paper champ, though. I don't. Um, Noah Sakurad, they've got to run it back though. Seems a possible route to defeating Izzy has been carved in that he couldn't get up once taken down away from the fence. Do you see anyone at middleweight able to employ this plan on him? Um, well, he has been, he, he has been taken down in the middle of the octagon by a very good grappling Kelvin Gastelum and he did manage to get up. What Israel does, but the, I could see that Jan had, had, was, was, um, savvy to it. What Israel does, and he does a fucking fantastic job of doing this. You know, he, he's got long arms and legs, right? So when he's in full guard, he grabs your, your right wrist with his left hand, pushes it down and throws up the triangle. When you start posturing out of the triangle, he rolls through onto his knees and he escapes. That's what, that's that triangle. That's, that's what he does. Watch it. Anytime that he's been put on his back, he does that triangle, throws his legs up, but Jan was savvy to it and Jan didn't, Jan didn't bite didn't bite on the ground to it. 
So Israel couldn't really move from it. Um, do I think that people in middleweight can do it? The pro yes, I do think that they can. I think that what people don't understand when they watch that Yarn fight, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I will come back to it, is that Yarn's takedowns didn't occur in the first three rounds like that. And that's people think that that's what happened, like that Yarn just went out and route wrestled him. No, the, the difference in this was one, Israel didn't have the same mechanical advantages that he has, which he's taller, longer, and he's a very big guy at middleweight. He wasn't that you know, against Jan. He was quick. He showed fantastic movement, great boxing, great head movement. He made Jan bite on his feints so much, so much. Um, but he didn't have the mechanical advantage. And so Jan was still hitting him when Israel would be out of reach a little bit. Um, he's still landing shots on him. And Jan had that power, and Israel felt that. The other thing that Jan did, and I said this during the, the broadcast, is Jan was landing that left kick to the liver that he lands. It doesn't have to land it that hard, but he was landing shots to Israel's body, which um, as the fight progressed, Israel started to slow down a little bit. Jan was also able to engage him in the striking more, and that's when the takedown started happening more in the fourth and fifth. Um, so it has to be someone that can engage with him like that in the stand-up because you're not going to just... For five rounds, you're not going to just spam takedowns. That's a question people asked me earlier. Can you just go in there and take down? Like, no, you can't just... What Khabib does, it works because Khabib gets you down and holds you down. You know, if you take Israel down early in the fight and you bust your ass getting him down and then he just pops back up and that happens two or three times in a fight, like happened with uh, Rob Wilkinson, you're fucked. You're going to be tired and he's just going to start picking you off. He's very good, Israel, man. Um, and he does that escape with the triangle really, really well. Jan's trips were impressive. He was very impressive. Jan was super impressive. For people criticizing Aljo, imagine that instead of an illegal knee, Jan eye gouge Aljo, and then Aljo has to make a decision to continue fighting or not. No, it should just be an automatic DQ. Yeah, the fight, I agree with you, James. The fight should just be called. Cool. You call that fight there and then. Like, then you can do whatever you want after that. You can sort it out however you want. But the fight is fucking finished. You can't ask a fighter, do you want to continue? And the dude just ate the mother of all knees flush. He got knocked down. If that was a kickboxing match, you would have been counted 10, you know? So you can't just go keep fighting. Um, says, who is Whitaker fighting next? I don't know, man. I do not know. Um, Sterling had a good first two rounds, I thought. I thought he had good two rounds too. You know, look, I thought that in there, in the mix, it was always there. Like, he was always in the mix. It wasn't like just the first two rounds. But that first round was crazy, man. He could have landed. That's the thing with the fight game, man. He could have landed a flying knee on Peter, and that would have been the game. Who would you pick between John Jones and Israel? Oh, man, that's a hard one. It's a hard one. Right now, probably Israel, I'd have to say. Right now, probably Israel. I'd like to see John Jones versus Jan. I don't think that that's going to be, that would be an easy fight. I'd like to see that fight. Then I could tell you better. Um, Whitaker is fighting Costa. Whitaker is fighting Costa. Randy, hashtag Fab 2 ESPN, hashtag Fab the Fab movement. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Big John said the ref should take one point from Jan and go to the scorecards and finish as a draw. Whatever. But it's done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know exactly what they could have, should have done. 
but definitely not continue. That that wasn't in the books, you know. Um, crazy Alger's getting hate as if he threw a blatantly illegal strike. Yeah, that's insane to me as well. From Gigi. McLovin says, time for the sport to move past Rogan. His buying is his bias is seeping more and more into his commentary. This goes back as far as him perpetuating that Romero beating Rob narrative in the rematch. Yeah, honestly, I'll tell you this, man. When that happened, I was like pretty fucking disgusted. And what's bad with that is like he can sway a lot of people. He's got a lot of followers. He does a fantastic job of what he does, but there's a big difference between what you think happened and what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or what you wanted to happen and happened. They're big differences, you know. So um, yeah, I think I, I haven't heard it really ever, his commentary. Since probably then, I don't know. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad or, or whatnot. I think he's very, very knowledgeable. Um, I don't, I know, I'm not a Joe Rogan hater by any stretch of the imagination. Um, he's one of the people that's paved the way to into this, the like the whole thing, you know. Like I, I like that, you know. So I'm not disrespecting him at all, but I do think that, you know, the the bias, especially in the Romero fight, was a bit weird. Just a second, guys. But yeah, I'm not a hater by any stretch of the imagination. That's just. Uh, what I think, you know, like I think that's a little bit, you know, weird. Guys, if you've never been to Eden here in Australia and South Coast, the South Coast of New South Wales, I strongly recommend it. It's the last whaling town in Australia, and or at least on the East Coast, and it's absolutely beautiful, absolutely fantastic, great seafood. I should, they should, they should work for the South Coast tourists. <laughs> Alger is the new undisputed king of cringe, says Omar. I haven't seen it, Omar. I didn't see what he did. GG, fightways, I think if Alger can pace himself next time, he's onto something. I agree with you, GG. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how he's going to do that. I don't know if he's going to. But then, see, if he paces himself too much in those early rounds and Peter Yan starts to creep away in those early rounds himself, then you're behind Peter Yan and then you're in a different kind of problem. Because one of the things that allowed him to have that success early on was his that erratic jumping bean behavior. I thought Peter Yan had beautiful trips from the clinch against Aljo. Mate, they were fantastic. They were honestly a thing of beauty. Please talk about Islam Mahashev. We were talking about Islam. We have moved on from Islam. But Shaka, if you ask something specific about Islam, I will answer it again, even just for you. But um, yeah, we did speak about Islam, but I'm happy to speak about Islam more. He is one of my favorites, man, right now. Unbelievable. I love that style. Yeah, Aljo landed some fucking knees to the head man some big flying knees down the middle that was pretty pretty impressive man shaka a we did talk about it man if you have a question please ask courier that's an interesting thing says alja had a good game plan at the wrong pace in my honest opinion says courier and i agree with you i do agree with you that that is part of it but the thing is setting that pace early is what allowed him to throw peter off you know, was allowed, allowed him to throw the timing off on Peter. Um, Aljo kept giving his back like Uriah did with Rob. It was pretty frustrating to watch. Yeah, man, I think one of the things is as well when you're in there with someone 
and you realize that they're either a little bit faster, or a little bit stronger, or a little bit better at grappling or wrestling than you thought they were, it can throw you off a lot. And I do think that Sterling had um, probably thought he was going to be a much better grappler than 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 Peter Yen, and Peter Yen did a fantastic job. Um, Sterling from 17 takedowns only took him down one time, and Yan from seven took him down seven times. Yes, but the takedowns were very, very different. The way that Peter Yan took him down was not like it was in a in a striking exchange with that out reach takedown. Very difficult to do, um, and he does it so well. Like his timing is so good with that. Ben Aljo will need to make massive adjustments. Yan was beating him at his own game. I think Yan defended sixteen of seventeen takedown attempts. One thousand percent, Ben. Randy, this is such a great podcast. I think it's so underrated. Hashtag Grange TV. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much. Declan McShaffey says, I don't think Jan is getting enough credit for his defense, along with how competitive he was kickboxing with Izzy. Would you agree? I think if people aren't giving him credit for it, I think it's fucking insane. I think that in the stand-up, like, I don't know exactly. I wasn't scoring the fight, and I'm not a judge. Everyone wants to shit on the judges. But the first three rounds were quite competitive. I think one or two of those rounds, at least one definitely, I gave to Israel. I was like, fuck, Israel is just out of this world. I think the first. And then I think in the second, Israel, I gave it to Israel again. But I started seeing like that Jan was starting to find his rhythm a little bit. And then in the third, I definitely thought, I don't know who I give that round to. I, I actually probably would have given it to Jan. And I'm saying this from memory. I'm not exactly sure. My point of the matter is that in those three rounds, it wasn't all Israel's way. So the rounds, other than one of the rounds from memory that I clearly gave to Israel, the others were close. You know, the other two rounds stand-up-wise were close. And the checks, Jan copped a few leg kicks, but he, caught, he, he checked Israel as well. And we said that while we were watching live. He, he got those checks in on Israel. And... um. He's awkward, man. He's got like an awkward timing and he sticks his legs out and front kicks and everything. He did really well. He's got really good stand-up for MMA. Um, Jan, he's just got like, it, it plays into a really awkward timing that he has. Um, Randy, as is. Noah Berman, hey Fab, loving all this content lately. Are you actually joining ESPN? If yes, well, well good on you. So deserved. Noah Berman, man, I, I, I haven't said anything about ESPN. Um, I think it's just a few people on here that have been saying that. Um, it's just funny to me, that's all. Like, I, I think um, it is cool. I've never, I never considered it before people started saying it here. Um, promo battle between Fab versus Stephen A. Smith. Winner gets ESPN contract. Is Stephen A. Smith the guy, the, the the dude that always does like the the like um a controversial stuff? He's always a little controversial guy. With him, he's the only person I have a celebrity boxing match with, or or a celebrity um, MMA match with. Just him. Um, nah, no disrespect. I don't, I'm just saying that just to say it. Uh, does this give middleweights more hope of taking down Izzy? Are there any solid wrestlers as even Brunson wasn't that effective? Annoy Tripper. I, again, like I said, I I don't think it's just the grappling. Like 
it has to be able to engage him in the striking because Jan didn't just go out there and spam takedowns. He engaged Israel in the striking. He started doing well on the feet. He took a round, at least one round on the feet against Israel. And that's what opens up the striking even more. If you start spamming takedowns on Israel from the get-go, you are going to get tired and he's going to beat the fuck out of you. And Jan did not spam takedowns. He attempted a few, a few body locks here and there and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't gas himself out. He wasn't stupid. He he let it go. So in at middleweight, yeah, I still see Israel like I still see Gastelum being um competitive against Israel. I still see Darren Till being competitive against Israel. I see Rob being competitive against Israel. And by competitive, I mean like they're fights that Israel can lose quite quite easily, like 50-50 fights, you know. Um, definitely with Rob, I wouldn't be surprised if Rob beat him, you know what I mean, and beat him and beat him well. You know, Israel, it was his night, man. He did well that night, and he fucking credit to him, man. Fantastic fighter. No, B. Johnson, you cannot fight a sprint for 25 minutes. Colin, Islam Mahashev trips are incredible, and his control on the ground was Khan in sequence. Would love to see him versus RDA. Me too, man. That's a fight I'd like to see. RDA versus Islam. Although RDA, I think, is a little bit not where he used to be. Like when him and Khabib fought, that was a crazy fight. Um, that'd be a good fight to see, but RDA is fantastic. Sterling was going to lose unless he got the Hail Mary submission. But I root for him, so I think he can adjust for the next fight. Don't know if he can pull out the win, though. It's going to be an interesting fight, man. I'm definitely tuning in for that one. Uh, John Danon says, Peter Yan looked very impressive. He was dismantling Aljo slowly but surely. It was very impressive because Sterling's fight style dominated Jimmy Rivera. Munoz was doing well, but Aljo won fairly. I think that's spot on as far as Peter Yan dismantling him very, very slowly. You know, he's he's very methodical, very calm, very confident in his abilities. And this is a thing. He's confident in, in his abilities that he's going to get the job done, and he does that well. Number two on that is the fact that he's confident in what he can do, when to do it, and how well he does it. So someone mentioned earlier, he outgrappled Aljamain Sterling. I think Aljamain Sterling is a better grappler. But tactically, Peter knew when to grapple. And that's something really impressive. B. Johnson. Israel's takedown defense in the open has definitely been exposed, in my opinion. This is from B. Johnson. Um, he's fantastic at defending with his back on the cage. But wow, he can definitely be taken down in open space. You have to time it right, though, dude. You know, you have to time it really well. He moves very, very well, and he's very good at framing. Um, Roger V says, no one is taking and holding down Izzy at 185, I feel. What do you all think? It just depends on the fight, dude. It depends on the fight. Because Jan didn't take him down early in the first three rounds either. Jan took him down later after he'd engaged, after he'd hit him to the body, after there's been a lot of fighting. There'd been a lot of fight done, you know? And he took Israel down twice. So it wasn't like... The first in the in the fourth round when he did it, what is one thing? But then in the fifth round, more or less everyone knew that Jan needed that takedown, and he got it. You know what I mean? He got that takedown. So um, it depends what happens in the fight. It depends what happens in the fight. Jim Jones, fair comment. I'm not sure which comment you're referring to, but thank you, sir. Sasank says greetings from the Maple Syrup Land Fab. Greetings to you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Bo says, Peter Yan was 6 of 7 on takedowns. Sterling was 1 of 14 on takedowns. Absolutely. Yan's takedowns were completely different, completely different though. They were, Peter Yan's takedowns were opportunistic and 
they were trips. They were really, really well done. Like for the most part, the way he did it. Super impressed with him. Uh, Roger V, no tired yet. His ground game is not as good as his stand-up game. John Dana, I think Cruz could get a fight with Munoz, Alder, maybe a rematch with Gabrant, maybe. Omar, uh, okay. I do think this, uh, that Jan was physically stronger, possibly, yet. I don't know that for sure, though. Um, what did you think of Alger's approach in the first two rounds? Do you think he would pull it off if he could maintain the activity and approach in those first two rounds? Thanks, coach. You're great. Fuck. Thank you, sir. Um, I don't know because I think that part of the reason that he was able to do what he did in those first two rounds was he came out so explosive, so erratic that it's hard for you to get the timing, get a read on what he's doing. So that creates a lot of um, confusion in there. And it just speaks volumes to how composed uh, Peter Yan is. That he was able to keep his hands up, stay focused. Man, I don't he ate some shots too, Peter Yan. And he just never got wild, always tried to slow the game, the game down, slow the game down. He took Aljamain down a couple of times. Aljamain had his open guard there. Peter just kept slowing the game down, cooking Aljamain. So could Aljamain be as um could he maintain that activity? It's hard to maintain that level of activity. For 25 minutes against someone that can make you pay like Peter Yan did. Don't forget, Peter Yan dropped him early as well. Izuma Bakumatsu says, Hey, nice to see you, coach. Likewise, sir. Thank you so much. Cruz is a freaking sorcerer. I agree with you. Yan was so dominant and was never challenged. Bring on the rematch. I disagree with you. I think the first two rounds he was definitely challenged, and but he was a he did a fantastic job. I'd love to see it again. I thought it was an action-packed two, Fumbly Rumbly 97. I thought it was a crazy fight. I, I loved it. Hyena95 says, Jan Blakowicz has excellent boxing with deceptive hand speed. He does. He's, it's, I don't know if it's so much his speed, but his timing. His timing is really throws people off. You know, His timing allows him to be in and out of situations that you. it kind of throws you off. And I think Israel struggled a little bit with that and it struggled a little bit with the, with the mechanical advantage that he didn't enjoy in this fight versus other fights. Uh, Super Skunk says, thoughts on the UFC firing Dan Hardy after an incident with a female on Fight Island? I know nothing about this. Please feel free to tell me what's going on. Kamen Rider says, I picked Yan by submission. I was wrong on that though. Um, like. I mean, you obviously it didn't happen, but I thought it would be hard for Jan to submit Israel, though. The weight is the problem, maybe. Are you talking about... Jordi, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, so if you could elaborate on that. Um, how are fighters like Jan just so fundamentally sound and can always adapt? Is that just his champ mindset? That's got to do with, one, he was a master of sport or an international master of sport in boxing uh, out of Russia, which... Is, means you've had, I don't know, 130, 140 amateur boxing fights, you know, and medaled, medaled in the Russian system, possibly medaled in overseas competitions as well. So yeah, that's the fundamentals there in a proper school of, of, a, of a particular martial art, whether it's judo or wrestling or boxing or whatever. In Jan's case, it's boxing. Then it comes from a lot of competition experience, comes from a lot of like training for competition, a lot of 
you're drilling a lot of you doing a lot of the 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 basic things that win you boxing matches and he does subtleties and intricacies so well he's able to so he's he's a switch hitter so he's here in his orthodox stance going pop 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 throws the right hand steps forward with the right foot and now he's in your southpaw stance he'll throw a lead left but when he throws a lead left he steps forward with the with the left foot and now when he throws that right you thought you're out of range but you've circled back into his right you've cut the angle on yourself and he lands a big fucking power shot down the middle that you don't get from doing it once or twice you know, at the back of the local bowling club. No, that comes from you working on that year in, year out, and doing that against other guys in boxing that are used to defending that. You know, they're used to defending that kind of thing. That's why wrestlers are so good at double legs because they can double leg guys that all they train is to avoid a double leg. Jiu-jitsu guys are so good at jiu-jitsu because they can armbar guys that only train to avoid armbars, you know what I mean? So that's what puts that kind of fundamentals into perspective. What? Did you say Hardy had a scrap with Herb Dean's wife? Are you for real? No, is that for serious? Serious, serious? Aljo seems gassed out by round three. Was he just too frantic early on? Or was Aljo's game plan not going his way since Jan kept stuffing his takedowns? If someone stuffs your takedowns, I'll tell you this again. I say this all the time. You shoot a double leg on someone and they stuff your takedown you will get tired. And as soon as you get up, they start hitting you. You're going to get more and more tired. It's super hard. I do a drill with some beginners when I coach the beginners, uh, like martial arts classes that, that I run. And no one's allowed to hit each other hard. One guy's rolling. They're on their back. One guy's rolling. The person's pretending to ground and pound them. But you're rolling 100%, but not hitting each other hard. Then that person gets up and you have to go straight away into like a shadow boxing routine. Then you're back to grappling again. People get fucking gassed doing that, let alone if you shoot a double leg and you go, fuck, I didn't get it. And as soon as you let go and you try and breathe, you got a little gremlin like Peter Yang ripping you with body shots, hitting your face, and you have to move. Even if he doesn't hit you, you have to move and you were trying to breathe. That's what's crazy. Um, Kamen Rider, John's size and strength and BJJ. Yeah, but it's not just that, dude, because Israel can handle that if it was just that. It's also Jan was smart, you know, in how he did it and how he applied stuff when he did things. He didn't go out there and just try and maul Israel with size and strength and BJJ in the first two rounds. You know, he was methodical in his approach and believed, again, very confident, believed in his ability, believed in what was going to happen in that fight. And he was very much the diesel engine in that fight. Um, okay, uh, Jim Jones, do you think Armin Sarukian could be a top 10 lightweight fab? I thought he provided Mahashev with his toughest date, toughest test to date outside of his one loss. I mean, he has all the makings to be a, a, a very competitive fighter. It just depends who, you, who he gets drawn against, how the fight went. Etc. 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 How the fight goes. So, yeah, I mean, sure, for sure. John R Romero kind of did Yarn's game plan, just hardly threw any strikes. Izzy seems to dislike being the aggressor. He prefers to always be the counter striker. Yeah, but I think that the way that Romero and Yarn fought were quite different, 
And also the mechanical advantage is doesn't go to Romero in that fight. Israel still has a massive mechanical advantage over Romero that he doesn't against Jan. Peter Jan's defense seems so effortless. He just stands there with his hands up. Aljo couldn't really get any body shots in either. Pure skill. Yeah, you don't get that without having had 150 boxing matches in the Russian system and genetically being one of the guys that rises to the top. Because those guys that rise to the top through that kind of thing are really, really special. And Peter Yan is really, really special. Um, to me, Sterling looked frenetic and impatient. This is from Colin. I'd like to see Aljo drool avoiding those trips and keep his composure. I think it'll be a good fight. The way he got caught with those trips, dude, was like out of nowhere. You know, it's very, very hard to drool that. Like, it's not like Peter Yan was body locking him and doing this. It was just in the moment, in the movement, Peter Yan, boom. It was Peter Yan that had drilled that. Peter Yan knew that in this, in this, uh, in that frantic sort of scramble there as they're getting up where the, an exchange occurred, boom, he was hitting it. Very hard to train for that. Um, according to Joe Rogan, Drew Dober is the most underrated UFC fighter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. I didn't know this. Easy. <clears throat> Big Jen and Jen were basically trading jabs the entire fight. Yes, I agree. You know, they were jabbing and Israel couldn't get that second and third phase in. Couldn't get the timing quite on, on Yan. The way you describe Peter Yan implementing his basic skills reminds me of Glover Teixeira. He's an, he's an example of that, Gigi. Glover Teixeira won the Abu Dhabi trials in Brazil. You get what I mean? Like, when people talk about like fundamentals and blah, blah, blah. Dude, you don't get to that level. You don't win Abu Dhabi trials in Brazil by having decent jiu-jitsu. You have that because you've spent your life on the mats grappling, 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 fantastic grapplers, you know. Then you win the Abu Dhabi trials in Brazil. Not many people are going to outgrapple you, man. Not many people are going to outgrapple Glover. Um, and so Glover does that so, so thank you so much. Thank you. Glover does that so, so well. Oh, my wife added honey to it. And Glover does that so, so well. So he, um, he's got his nice little boxing combinations that he does, and he hits that single leg, he runs a pipe, gets you down, goes to half guard. From half guard, he lands a little bit of ground and pound, then he passes your guard, goes to mount, and or either goes to mount and beats a whakari, or then head arm chokes you, or he just head arm chokes you straight from half guard. He does that. He's so fantastic at it. Um, Jan stopped jabbed Izzy a lot of times when Izzy stepped into, into his shadow. That wrong, long reach advantage Izzy had in middleweight wasn't there for him in light heavy. That's exactly right, man. You said it spot on. And I think that's one of the things that John Jones is going to suffer with a little bit going into heavyweight. He as well won't have that massive mechanical advantage that he had at, at um, light heavyweight. Having said that, he, John Jones isn't a big puncher. And he can kind of get away with it at light heavyweight. He, you know, I think he'll pay at heavyweight. Um, I'm excited for the Jan Glover title fight. Glover is so deserving of another title shot. When they announced Jan versus Izzy, I felt bad for Glover, who appeared to be getting screwed by the UFC. I did feel bad for Glover too. I'm a massive fan of uh, Glover. I was there. I was in Brazil when he won the Abu Dhabi trials. And I was watching him and I was like, fuck, this guy's like, 
Unreal, man. Unreal. Um, I think Jan. I just sorry, don't we? Let me just find. Sorry, I, I lost where I was talking. Jan's takedowns were perfectly timed, whereas Aljo was just trying to force a takedown and gassing himself. Yeah, you also have to understand that in that scenario, not only uh, Jan was much better at engaging with Israel in, in the striking um, than Aljamain was with Peter Yan. With Peter Yan, Aljamain was kicking and flying in and doing stuff, which was still effective, but it wasn't effective to set up a takedown in the way that uh, Blakovic was able to do. Um, sorry, man, I'm just trying to find where I was at. Okay, found it again. I think, um, so see. I, that fight proved how tough Izzy is. Dominic Reyes only lasted a couple of minutes with Young. No, there's no doubt that Izzy is what he is. There's no fucking doubt whatsoever. Will Paralympic champ Asuka Askarov next fight be the title fight? I don't know, but he's an impressive little fellow, isn't he? Um, uh, okay, John Danon. Wonder used to be Wonder Boy used to be the same, e.g. the one the Woodley fights, but he's more aggressive now. Israel could change similarities. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, okay, I'm just trying to find it. People basically have an issue with the Yarn Aljo ending because the belt went to Sterling. If Sterling was clearly winning and then Yarn landed the nasty knee, no one would complain about the DQ. I think the problem there that added to the confusion was that it didn't just get called straight away, it should have just got called. Once it got called, you go, All right. Whatever's going to happen now happens. But that kind of confusion where people didn't know and what was happening, that I should have just been, that's it, we're done. I don't know how, I, I don't know how he said Jan was getting outstruck. Oh, okay, sorry, I missed something here. Oh, it says, Rogan had the first 10 rounds scored for Izzy. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I, I, was it that biased? I, I don't know. Was it that biased? Because I couldn't hear it. Um, I think Izzy was shook by the first clinch exchange. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's the first time Israel's been clinched by someone big and strong. But I do think that though that that back and forwards wasn't exactly going in Israel's favor the way that he would have wanted to. He made Yarn bite so much on his feints, you know. But I think he was also having trouble then coming back in off it and Jan catching him as well, you know? That's what I think was a big problem. What did you think of uh, Izumbaku Makutsu says, what did you think about Izzy's ground techniques you've seen in the Jan fight? Sorry if you explained before, but I came late to the stream. Um, I, I think that Israel, like I said before, I think Israel does, one of the things he does really well, he closes his guard. Right, which generally, if you close your guard, you're pretty much stuck there. You know, you don't want to close your guard, and so you need to get your feet on the hips and push away and start to make some space, and then frame and then get up. But Israel doesn't do that. No, and this isn't a criticism. This is actually a compliment. I said it before. I'll say it again. 
he does a really good job because he's long. He closes his guard. He holds your wrist. And then he pushes your right wrist down with his left and he shoots a triangle up. And when you post, if he gets a triangle, he gets it. But if he doesn't get it, he rolls out and then he stands up. I just don't think that he, he was able to do that to Jan because I saw him kind of trying to set it up, but he couldn't do it to Jan. And I think it was more that Jan was savvy to what Israel was going to do because Jan was smart. He stayed in the full guard. He didn't rush it. He waited for Israel to open the guard. Then he passed the half guard. Then he passed. So it was, it was interesting. Bibi Baba Boo Boo says, you and Rob spend so much time together, you sound exactly the same when you laugh. Two things on that. We don't work together now. It's been more than a year. But second of all, he sounds like me. Um, Kamen Rider says, Jan is too busy, too big and strong for easy to escape under him. Um, not necessarily, but yeah. Joseph, if you really wanted to enjoy, but I will say this, Kamen Rider, the higher up you go and wait, contrary to popular belief, on the ground, it matters more. So heavyweight will hold down in, in, in MMA in fighting, a smaller guy much easier. You can give away a few kilos on the stand-up, but on the ground, it's, it's, it makes a difference if you're both good. Um, if you really wanted to enjoy your hard-earned pay-per-view, just mute the commentary and go and watch at Grange TV, hashtag Fabolites. Thank you, Joseph. You're such a sweetheart. The Dark Cloud says, Izzy won the first three rounds. I didn't feel that he did, man. And there was one round that I said Izzy's. There was another round where I felt Izzy won it, too. And then the other third round I thought was close. Two of the rounds were pretty close. One of the close rounds I gave to Izzy. And, um, yeah. Cricket, in my opinion, Felder outranks everyone on commentary. Haven't heard any of the UFC commentary, unfortunately. I think I have heard a little bit of Felder's, and I liked it. Yarn won one, two, four, and five. This is how I have it. I have Israel winning one of the rounds, 100%. I have Yarn winning two of the rounds, which were the last two, 100%. And then the two rounds, the other two rounds that were in there somewhere, which I can't remember off the top of my head, I feel either one could have won it. Actually, from memory, I'll give Israel, I'll give Israel one of the, the two of the rounds clearly. But there was one round where I thought, "Fuck, Israel's going to take off now," but he didn't. So two rounds to Israel. That's how I saw it. The last two rounds to to Jan for sure, and then in the middle there was a round somewhere that I can't remember who exactly won. Peter Yan's sprawling exercises are. In are insane. I think Jan's takedown defense is up there with Holloway and Adesanya's takedown defense. All three are nasty strikers, impossible to take down, says John Dana. There's a few good guys. Darren Till's got very, very good takedown defense. Rob has fucking unbelievable takedown defense. Um, who else? Fucking Romero has a nightmare to take down, and he's got heavy hands. So if he hurts you standing, you're pretty much fucked. Um, well, have, having said that, Romero's been taken down as well. He has been taken down as well. But he's awful guy to try and hold down. Um, yeah, that's my take on that. Who has more swag, me or Rob? Probably Rob, I'd say. Um, why did Dana White take a shot of Jack Daniels during the third round of the main event? No idea, man. Fractured Fox. 
Uh, Griff QC says, I think Yarn won four rounds, but there was no 10-8. I didn't see a 10-8 round in that fight, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't see it, but that's me. Diego, would Izzy's stock go down, and who do you think would be the next challenge? I think, I don't know what Israel wants to do. It's really up to him, but no way his stock went down. I don't know. I, I think that he's done enough at middleweight, my opinion. Um, I think he's done enough at middleweight, and he'll probably go up to light heavyweight. I think he did really well, and I think if he puts on some, probably will allow himself to put on a little bit of muscle onto that frame. Not a lot. You know, a couple of kilos will make a huge difference. It doesn't have to get massive, but two kilos or something like that make, makes a massive difference, man. Um, like not even, not even like weight just for the sake of putting on weight. It's just more maybe getting used to walking around at a heavier weight and just coming in a little bit heavier over, over time. So I, I don't, I think that would be pretty good. Um, Cameron Ryder says, Jan outlanded Izzy pretty good in the second round and first round. First was close, but second was very clear. Yeah. See, I can't remember which round it was. But there were a couple of rounds where Jan, I thought, outlanded Israel. And you're right, Command Rider. I can't remember which one it was. Roger V says, I had Israel winning the first three. No, nah, I don't think he won the first three. I, I don't think so. Because there were, there, were, there were rounds in there, and I was watching it, like just watching it. And again, I, I can't hear the commentary. I can't hear that. I can't hear what people are saying. And sometimes the commentators are just giving their opinion, so I don't know. But just watching it like that without hearing anything, I had, there was one round, I fucking can't remember which round it was, where Israel won it clear. You know, and there were moments in all of the rounds, first, second, and third, where Israel looked fucking fantastic and he was making Jan really, really bite on the feints. But then in the exchanges, Jan was landing shots and landing shots to the body, um, landing that liver kick. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait for Leon versus Bilal. Please tune in for that one. Um, what's your take on Izzy Styles feints being the next big evolution in MMA fan? This is from McLovin. Is this being overblown by certain media commentators or is this something that is growing in emphasis within camps? Man, feints in boxing and striking have been done forever. And the good guys that, that have been that are doing it in um in MMA have always been doing it. Israel's fantastic at doing it. He's not revolutionary in that regard. Um, my Toby says, good afternoon, Fab. Looking good as always. Thank you, sir. Having said that, I think Israel, like I said, Israel is amazing the way he does it, you know, and he's very effective at doing it. But that that's very, very common in, in stand-up fighting. Um, Young Kamen Rider says it was 48-47 yarn at the most minimum. I don't understand what you mean by that. Roger V says, how so? Not to mention Yan was panting out of his mouth by the fourth. He looked dead. Honestly, dude, I didn't really see it like that. That's me, but, you know, we all see it different. I thought Yan's checks would be a big factor in throwing off Izzy. The double jab and the left hook dip into takedowns were brilliant. I think that the checks as well that he did, he got a couple of good checks on Israel. And I remember doing the broadcast and saying that. But Israel keeps a really good poker face, man. So that's good. Thoughts on the 10-8 rounds, Izzy versus Jan. I don't think there was a 10-8 round in that fight, me personally. 
Javrod Javis says, Fab has already signed the ESPN contract. I have not. Um, Chris Wolf, the black dude. I don't understand the reference. Roger V, that's crazy. He looked dead yet, did the most exhausting work in rounds four and five. Yeah, kind of agree there, GG, like I do. Courier, Fab, you're underselling yourself. You've knocked down a middleweight champ. <laughs> uh, Non-MMA question. You said you were doing your post-grad study. What field niche are you doing? Um, at the moment, uh, doing social work and mental health. Um, let's see what happens there. It's killing me, though. Um, hey, Fab, the commentary team made a big deal about how the way Izzy leans back fundamentally exposes his hips for a takedown. What is your take on that? I mean, it does, but you've got to understand, like, Israel is not leaning back, like, just like you're, you're standing in front of him and he's leaning back. Israel leans back when you, when you are striking as you're coming forward. There is, it does open up certain things for certain takedowns, which I don't want to put out there because um, for whatever reason. But he's not stupid, dude. He, he's not leaning. He, when Israel leans back, Israel's not standing here and leaning back. He's not standing like upright and leaning back from upright. What Israel does, he leans forward. Excuse me, sorry, the smoothie. He leans forward. When you attack him, he, he slides back. He doesn't just lean back like a, like a nut job. He slides back as well. He slides back onto one of his legs, and he takes his head with him. Now your head, you, you, you threw your punch at him. Your head is here, and he hits you with the right hand or with a check hook. He doesn't just stand there and lean back like this. you know. And when he does that, he knows when he's doing it. When Jan took him down in the fifth round, he, he came not from Israel leaning back. He came from Israel throwing the right hand and Jan uh, ducking under it and catching it. So, yes, they are right, but it's easy to say that. It's easy to look at it and go, when he leans back, he can do a takedown. Like, fucking good luck, dude. Good fucking luck. Um, Jan's takedowns were perfectly timed, whereas Alger was trying to get... Gaslam lumped Izzy up the best so far. Yes, he did. He landed some big fucking shots. Izzy will do well in, the, in his middleweight return. Look at other former champs that moved up and back down. BJ Penn lost to GSP and moved down. But yet, yeah, like, there's no... This, this, this was nothing bad for Israel. Romeo Torilla says, now that, now that everybody, the flaws of Izzy, expect many fighters, Izzy going to have a piece of him. I don't, I don't agree with you, man, because I don't think that anything was really shown that was flawed. Come in, Ryder. I agree with that as well, that the middleweights don't have the same physical advantages that Jan does. Jim Jones. There's this narrative that RDA sucks against wrestlers, but I think his MMA wrestling is very underrated. I think RDA is a very good um, grappler and MMA wrestler. And I think two of his big losses against three of his losses, right, against... Um, MMA wrestlers where he got out wrestled was Khabib Namagamedo, um, Usman, and Colby Covington, who grapple fuck everyone they, they fight. So come on. Um, okay. People saying his takedowns and open have been exposed may also not appreciate how good Yan is on the ground. Yan out grappled Jacare on the ground too. I don't know that Jan would out-grapple Jacare like at, where Jacare at his best or anything like that, but I do think that Jan is very good at what he does. You know, he's no slouch. He knows what he's doing. So, 
yeah, I think you're taking away from Jan a little bit there. Gigi says, Jan was smart on the ground. He didn't get greedy and refused to give Izzy any space. Spot on, man. That is spot on what he did. He didn't, he didn't rush things. He didn't, you know, try and land massive shots. He was like, you want to close your guard and stay there? Fucking close your guard and stay there. I'm going to stay here as well. And that's what he did. Whereas a lot of other people, sometimes I get, I've got to bash Israel. And it does, no, no, he was smart, man. He goes, all right, you stay there. As soon as a guard opened, he started passing. Um, you know, okay. I said here before that Robin Costa should take Izzy down. And you said that was almost impossible. Look how Yarn won the fight. Is that not the way to fight Izzy from now on? Hope Rob does it. I don't even know what you're talking about, Leo. Like, um, first of all, like, that's not how Jan fought. Jan didn't go out there and just spam takedowns. He engaged with Israel in the stand-up, and then once he engaged with Israel in the stand-up, and he succeeded with Israel in the stand-up, that's when he was able to get the takedowns in the fourth and the fifth. Um, did I say that it was impossible for him to take um, either one of them down? There's no way, dude. Like, I, like <laughs> it's so dumb of a thing to say because, like, I was there with Rob trading for that fight you know um so can rob take down israel probably man probably but certain things have to happen in a fight for things to happen like it can't just be spam takedowns that's not how it works man um and so and costa i don't know that costa has the wrestling to take israel down or even the grappling to hold israel down like Jan does so there's a there's a fat number of factors man what I'm saying to you is that it's not easy to take Israel down. And this was proven in this Yan fight because Yan couldn't take or hold Israel down, even with the size and mechanical advantage, until the fourth and fifth rounds. Kamen Rider, Yan is great on the ground with 30 pounds on Izzy. I don't think middleweights have 30 pounds on Izzy. What's that, 15 kilos, 14 kilos? I don't even think if there's that, that much bigger than Israel. I don't think it would be 30 pounds bigger. Do you think Sterling felt during the fight that Jan is better than him all round? I don't know. I don't know. But I think it was starting to get really difficult for, for Aljamain Sterling. Um, Valeria, ah, great commentary. Thank you so much, Valeria. Thank you for supporting us the, the way that you do, man. I really appreciate it, Valeria. Thank you so much. Honestly, you keep the channel going, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Okay. Do you think Islam can beat guys in the top five at lightweight at the moment, or do you think he needs a little more time? I think he can definitely, Abdi Hersi, I definitely do think he can, right? But I don't, I'd like to see him have another fight on the way up the ladder. Any idea who Nunes faces next? Seems like the only two challenging matchups for Nunes are Valentina or Cyborg rematch. Fuck, I don't know about Nunes, eh? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Uh, okay. Okay. Gigi says, Leo, dude, I don't, I can't respond to that. It's just not true. Jan didn't do it easily. The timing was exact and perfect, and it had to be because of Izzy's takedown defense. That's a thing, man. Like, I don't want to keep going with one dude and blah, blah, blah. But it's hard for people to understand that. Like, it, it didn't take him down easily, you know? You see in the first rounds, even in the clinch, Israel's very good, man. He's very strong. Very, very good. These guys are not like 
it, it this this kind of annoys me to be honest with you when people say stuff like this because like you know when people ask me somebody asked me earlier what's the thing i see the most as a wrestling coach it's that it's like people do not understand and also the price you pay if you shoot a double leg on someone you spam a double leg on someone and they get back up in a fight what it takes out of you you have no idea um Okay. Guys, I'm just going to move down the list. There's so many comments here, and I'm going to run out of. Um... Okay. I'm going to run out of time here because we you know we've been going for an hour and a half, and I've just, just moved on all the way down and just see uh, if anyone has any other things. We're kind of going over the same thing. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, it just keeps going. So, Courier says the same thing. People acting like it's that simple to get someone like Izzy down. You can't just turn yourself into Khabib laughing my ass off. And also, you've got to understand the price you pay against someone like Israel. If you spam takedowns early on and you gas, you're fucked. He's going to pick you apart and beat the shit out of you. JG says, Amanda is legendary, but guys, come on now. Putting her in there with men is a death wish. Love Amanda, but it's simple biology. No bigotry involved yet. The difference between a man and a girl is huge, and you also got to understand. Um, you also got to understand something as well. With that, I think in the military when they do men versus women, like that military kind kind of fighting, took a thirty percent weight advantage to the woman because testosterone is real, dude. You know, it's just real. You're so much. That's why domestic violence is such a big fucking thing. Like if you hit a girl, you're just so much stronger than than him. Man, if you want, just roll around with a girl one day. And you'll see like how much stronger you are, even in the same weight. Like it's not, it's guys are easily 30% stronger. Usually the way it works out is like 16 year old boy, 17 year old, 16 around that age to grown woman. It's about that. And even then, man, most of the time the boys are a bit stronger. Um, yeah, that was Jim Jones. That was really, really impressing, impressive. Um, the thing that really impressed me about Jan was that despite Sterling setting a ridiculously high work rate, Jan didn't even seem to be breathing hard. No, he was very, very composed, very composed, very methodical, kept his hands up and, and just believed in it. That, that level of confidence as well comes from you having that many fights, that much experience, where you know that, you know what, I'm, I'm good here. <laughs> Change the juice, man. Fab's advocating for speed tackling women in public. That's the thing, eh? Like, I say something and people misquote it. To the point of ridiculous. Um, at at the UFC level, a lot of fighters are highly skilled. What really separates them are mental aspects like fight IQ, killer instinct, etc. How do you develop this mental aspect? Well, I don't necessarily think that there is would be a huge mental difference between the guys at the top either. You know, like for you to get there, you have all of those things. Um, a lot of that then happens, the combination of those things. You know what I mean? You might be faster, stronger, better striker, blah, 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 have great fight IQ. And the other guy has all of that as well, but he's a better grappler. And then tactically, he's able to take the fight to where he needs it to be. So a lot of those things are like small things. Because a mental aspect, you're going to develop on the way to the top as well. 
Um, any idea why people don't body shot yarn much, especially since he always has that high guard most of the time? Well, a couple of things is because the, the guard's high, he's always there's not a lot of space for you to hit him. And traditionally, for you to get in close to body rip, you're going to be in boxing range. And when you're in boxing range with Peter Yang, you're going to pay. Tiger Woods. Yes, I do remember, sir. Thank you so much. Um, Fab, we all know you as a gentleman keeping chivalry alive. Thank you, JG. I really appreciate it. He has, yeah, he's got amazing boxing fundamentals. Um, James the Juice Man. Post-fight interview, I heard that I think Bellator told the corner before the final round. What does, I think Bellator told the corner before the final round what the judges' scorecards are. I like that. Yeah, that that I, I think that's interesting as well. Jim Jones, really putting you on the spot, Heath Fab. But who do you think has a better chance at becoming a champion? Till or Leon Edwards? I haven't seen Leon Edwards enough in the last couple of years. You know what I mean? I'm really looking forward to seeing him fight Bilal. I really would have liked to have seen him fight Hamzat. And then I think... I'll be able to tell more on that thereafter. Um, Till, I've seen Till fight Rob, who was a former champion. And whilst I had Rob winning that re reason reasonably comfortably, I, I, there were a few things I liked that Till did in there. Well, I didn't like him because I was coming for Rob, but but, um, but there were a few things that Rob that he did impressively against Rob there. And I think that he can make a few adjustments and he's definitely at the top end of that middleweight division. Um, I saw him fight Gastelum, and he was very impressive in the way that he fought Gastelum as well. Um, he has been injured, though, a bunch, and that hasn't let him get momentum and continuity, which he needs. Um, so that's a problem. Um, but Leon, I haven't seen him fight for a while, and I don't know what he looks like anymore. You know what I mean? That's the truth. Um, so. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't, I can't tell you exactly which one out of those two. So yeah, that's the thing. Guys, I think that is it for us. I think, um, I want to thank you all. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, love doing these stuff with you guys. I love having the conversation and, um, I really enjoy it, you know what I mean? I really enjoy doing all this stuff. And I just love the support, man. I love everyone getting on here, giving their opinions, having the conversations and whatnot. I think it was um, awesome, man. I think it was really fun to do. And I want to do it again. And let's keep doing it, guys. Please like and subscribe. Keep supporting the channel as much as possible. We do want to get it to 30,000 subscribers as quickly as possible. Um, man, I love doing it. Hey, please join me this weekend. And, man, it's the best. I fucking love you guys. And here's to you guys, straight water. Um, nah, I love it, man. And I can't think he's enough, genuinely, man. I really, 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 really love it. Thank you, guys. Uh, see you this weekend for the broadcast. Take care.